and welcome to this week's Devil in Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. We're looking forward to the Hull FC game um, in a couple of days' time. I'm joined by Tom Bramwell from the uh, Manchester Evening News. Tom, uh, looking forward to this contest. Yeah, I think it should be um, should be an interesting game. I think that um, Hull are obviously going to have a, a point to prove after the last meeting between the two sides. So they'll be um, they'll be looking for some sort of revenge, and Salford will be looking to continue the the run of form that they'll be trying to build on the back of the Catalan with. Yeah, we've uh, we've played Hull uh, since uh, lockdown, uh, Paul. Uh, very good performance that day. Hopefully, and Watson can uh, do it all again. Yeah, it certainly was. Wasn't it? it was one of those games where um, everything seemed to click for us at Headingley. It was at 54-18, it finished up. So, yeah, big win for us that. But we've got to be cautious. Hull have got some good players, haven't they? And I know they were beaten comprehensively by Wigan at, at weekend in the Challenge Cup. But, you know, likes of Jake Connor and Mark Sneed, the, the quality players, they've got a quality crop of young players there coming through the system. So, Andy Last has had a bit of a job to do, hasn't he, since following on from, from Lee Radford and you know, they'll be thinking themselves that they need to start winning matches if they're going to make the playoffs this season. I think they've won five out of 11 so far. So they've, they're still within the chance, aren't they? So they're going to be be after this game. Plus, you know, they, they'll, they'll still be seeding from that defeat against us. You know, 50 points, that hurts players' pride. So I'll be expecting them to be to be fired up for this game. And, you know, uh, we need to be on our game. We can't just turn up and underestimate Hull because uh, they're a bit of a Jekyll and I team. Aren't you? you never know what you're going to get with them. They've got all the talent in the world, but for some reason... I don't know, they've been quite inconsistent, haven't they, over the last couple of seasons, but um, I think it's going to be a tough game, an intriguing encounter, really, Rob. I don't really know what to expect on uh, on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, Hull are a very funny team, aren't they, Tom? Uh, they spend sort of big money, uh, but don't never just seem to, to, to reach the likes of sort of, uh, sort of Wigan and, and Saints. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I'm not sure, really. I, th- I think what Paul said there, they've, they've got a lot of individual talent across the across the squad but it doesn't really seem to to come together for them in any any point and I felt like um, under Lee Radford they were building like a really big side they were going to be really big in the forwards and, and, and that was going to be how they power through games and you know just hope that they, that hope, sort of hope that that's set enough of a platform for, um, for Max Need to do his, his business behind but then Obviously, since Lee, Lee Rafford went after the last game before the, the lockdown and during the lockdown, we've, we've gone to the six again and you know, scrums and stuff. So you probably don't want a squad that's got that sort of makeup anymore. And um, I'm not really sure what their, their route out of, of where they are is because I don't think, I don't think Jake Connors a, a standoff. Um, I know he's got a number six and I don't think any of his best games have ever been in, in, in that position. Um, Mark Sneed obviously played against Wigan at the weekend and didn't really look look like he was 100% fit, really. Um, but then they do have players who can cause you problems. Um, Carlos Sumivave was was really good um, to the week before, you know, like, it was fairly anonymous against Wigan, but the in the previous round of the Challenge Cup was was a superstar, and you know, if, if he sort of turns up, he, he could have a big impact on the game. But um, I think the, the the positive I'd be 
be looking at if I was Salford is that you know I still I think Hull's best player is Josh Jones and he, he's not going to be playing because he, he's injured so um, that's that's a positive for Salford It is a positive for Salford obviously he's still suffering we're hoping he, he gets well soon um, Paul but Hull are a very good side like Tom said they've got, they've got some good players and we look through our squad and you know I I I think we we're, we're better definitely. Um, yeah, well, you'd, you'd say so after the, the, the last two times we played him, we beat him forty four twenty two last towards the back end of the last season, didn't we? At Hull, in that amazing run we had towards the end of the season, uh, and then we had a good result against them this season. So, so yeah, I think I think if you were to write a school report of Hull over the last sort of fifteen ten or fifteen years, I think you'd say could do better. I mean, I know they've had two wins in the in the Challenge Cup final, haven't they, in 2016 and 17, but in the Super League, they've been pretty consistent. I think they've done eight or so out of the last 10 years in the playoffs, you know, some sixth-place, eighth-place finishes, things like that. But they've not really got near the grand final for, for a while now. They did come top in 2016, didn't they? But um, they, they've flattered to deceive, really, haven't they? Like you said, they've got an awful lot of talent, a lot of overseas talent and... Since they moved to the, the the KC Stadium, you've only got a lot back over the, over the years. They might have, might have international players. They've had the likes of Mark O'Mealy, Craig Fitzgibbon, you know, uh, Sean Berrigan, Richard Swain, those sort of international New Zealanders, Australians. They've had some massive names there, and they've never quite done it. They got to the grand final in 2006, but were beaten by Saints. So I think if you're a whole supporter, you'd probably think for what they've spent over the years particularly since they've left the boulevard, you'd be a bit short change, really. So, so yeah, you know, when you compare them to Salford and the, and the budget we've had, it's probably nowhere near what Hull is spending. So, you know, it, it is what it is, isn't it? I'm expecting a good performance from Salford and I'm expecting us to, to come up with a, a result. But, you know, I wouldn't say Hull are, are a poor side. They're just a side that's probably lacking a bit of consistency. But Andy Lastel, we're looking for that now. They've had a couple of decent results in the league, you know, before the, the Wigan Cup defeat. So they'll be looking to build on that now. Tom, do you think, obviously, Salford whitewashing him a few weeks ago, do you think that'll sort of be in their heads in this game? Yeah, I think um, that as a player, that's, that's really going to hurt your pride, isn't it? Having that sort of scoreline run up against you. And I think that, you know, there's the the double threat of it this week in that they put in a pretty poor performance against, the weekend against Wigan and, and got dumped out of a cup that they've done well in the last few few years. So um Dale wanted to to progress further in the Challenge Cup and um yeah they'll they'll want to bounce back. They'll they'll want to prove that, you know, show what they're about to Salford because like Paul said, I've been having beaten them handily the last couple of times we've met them. Um, they'll be players in that whole team who, you know, you think that they they, they owe Salford a performance. So yeah, I'm ex- I'm expecting them to be better than they were in the in the first meeting after the restart. But I'm just I'm not sure if this whole team at their best beats Salford at the best. Um, Andy Ackers and Ollie Roberts are set to make the returns. Uh, Paul, it's it's good that we have strength in, in depth in this squad. That you know players like Ackers and, and Roberts can be kind of rotated in in and out of the the, the starting uh, seventeen. 
Yeah, well, Andy Acker's missed uh, Mr. Catlin game due to being cup tied, wasn't he? But uh, but no, it, I was impressed with him on his debut. You know, he's very quick around the rook. He's got good ball distribution, and I think for play, a player like Andy Acker's. At the moment, without scrums and the, and the six to go sort of rule, the speed of the game, it suits a player like him because he's very nippy around the ruck. Uh, in my opinion, I think he's a bit quicker than Joey Lussick and, you know, this this sort of game suits him. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes again. I think he's a very, very astute signing for him, from Ian Watson and uh, uh, Roberts as well. Good to see him back in the side. You know, he's been pretty uh, pretty consistent for us. And, you know, we're a bit we're a bit low on numbers, aren't we? We're back rows and, and that. So uh, it'd be good to see him back in the side. Hull have got a big pack as well, haven't we? So we, we need to be muscling up against them. But good, good to see him too back in the, uh, in the squad. Yeah, got the uh, Challenge Cup semi-final in a couple of weeks, uh, Tom. Obviously, opportunity for players to to mark the the space on that that team sheet that day. Yeah, I think um, as we sort of discussed a little bit about, like there's probably isn't like the the size of this squad. Well, there isn't the numbers there to to give Ian Watson the opportunity to to rotate and, and rest players ahead of that semi final. But what he will want to do is is people to. To, you know, make themselves un- undroppable ahead of that game and, and, and run into a, a rhythm and a routine. And when these games get down to being every four days, as, as they're coming up to now, it's by the time you've had a day of recovery and you you might have one training session, you know, it might be all recovery between the games. So you're going to get to the stage where players are, ju- are just in the rhythm of, of playing and the consistency of, of the team will, will be quite important. Um, so I think I think that as much as there'll be the coaching staff will have an eye on how they're preparing best for that semi-final. I think from a week to week, the game to game wise, it'll just be a case of going out there and, and getting the job done. And if you do your job well, you'll hold your place for the next game and the next game and and then the semi-final. I think I think Tom's got it spot on there, Paul. I think the players kind of know that they need to keep the forms levels up over these next few weeks to to get that space because they can't just sort of ease off and and guarantee themselves a space because we've got quality all over the squad, squad, haven't we? Yeah, we've not like I said before, we've not got the biggest uh, the biggest squad in the world. We've got I think we've got competition for places in in most of the areas. Haven't we? We've got quite a versatile squad and and players that can fill in at full back. We, we, we're quite well covered for half back. We've probably not got loads of cover, but we can we can shuffle things round, can't we? We can in the three quarters and the forwards as well. So yeah, I don't think there's any player that can rest on his laurels and and say he's you know he's in the team unless unless he's named Chris Wellham and he's first on the team sheet every week and he's going to us, but. No, joking aside, I think all the players know that they've got to perform because there's somebody there waiting to take the, the shirt. And that's always been the ethos under Ian Watson. And that's the way Watto is. He doesn't have any favourites. If you're not playing well, you'll, you'll lose that shirt, won't you? So uh, the players know that and they'll be switched on. I'm expecting another really committed performance because like we've said before, and like you two have just said, and a really good point as well, players are playing now to, to play in that semi-final. They, they want to play in that semi-final. And you know, if we get to Wembley... You, you want to be in good form and playing well to get picked for it for that as well because uh, you know there's only 13 places in the side out there in the four subs as well. So, so yeah, I think you'll you'll be expecting a big performance this week. So Tom, every week on on the podcast, me and Paul do a prediction uh, to see who, who we think is going to win, right? And whoever gets nearest to the score ends up buying a Nando's. We've been doing this for how many years, Paul? About three. 
Three years, not a Nando's in sight. So, try and let's let's see if you can get any nearer to to it. What what do you think the score is going to be um, against Hull? Um, I think it'll be Salford by twelve. So maybe a, a twenty-eight sixteen, something like that. I don't think it'll be as as big as a scoreline as last time. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it was a 16-4, but I think, you know, like a 28-16, something, something like that. Disorder. Paul, what happens if, if Tom wins the, the pot? Well, me and you will go out and we'll, we'll buy him a Nando's then. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, would we'll be all. <laughs> well, yeah, that sounds like a plan. That's if we can find we'll have a collective Nando's. Yeah, next next time next time we're all we all manage to get to a games together, we'll go for one afterwards. Yeah, sounds good to me. What's your what's your score prediction, uh, Paul? Oh, I thought I was gonna get away with it then. No no. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm I'm with I'm with Tom, I was gonna go twelve points. I think I think we've got the measurable. I think we can beat him. I really do. Um quietly confident. I don't see anything to be to be worried about in the what they've got really. I know Wigan are a decent side, but they made Hull look pretty poor. Thought the weekend, so I'm going to go Hull 14, Salford 26. 14 26. Uh, I think uh, after last week's heroics against Catalan, I think we're, we're going to be you know on top form, um, buoyed by our hammering of them last time. I think it's going to be a big scoreline. I'm going to go Salford 35, Hull 6. If we're winning 35 points to six, what are we dropping a goal for? No, we'll drop a goal just for half-time. Oh, right, OK. Who's dropping the goal? Um, Inu, from about 40 yards out. it be one of them where they just like, you know, like where the hoot is just sort of coming down and it goes and then they'll just give it to Inu and Inu will just sort of kick it from about 40 yards. Over, you know, facing the wrong way. That's what's going to happen, so, yeah. Good result, and we'll uh, continue our good form moving forward. I'll settle for that. I'll settle for any of them. So that's the end of this sort of pop-up podcast. We've actually had a, a proper podcast, haven't we, with uh, with Tom uh, from the Manchester Evening News. Tom, it was a really good show. So there's lots to talk about uh, on the on the show. Uh, we spoke about uh, the win against Catalan Dragons in, in the Challenge Cup. We've got all the big news uh, coming out. Uh, of the club this week, including the uh, email sent by the club to the season ticket holders, new signings uh, coming uh, into the club. Um, the challenge got semi-final details of that uh, and lots and lots of talk. We also talked about uh, the Toronto um, situation. Will they be allowed back into Super League or not? So there's loads and loads to, to go out as well as talking to, to Tom about um, you know his media career and, and what is uh, what it's all about uh, being the Manchester Evening News uh, Rugby League correspondent so loads loads of uh, of good chats to talk about Tom it's definitely worth a listen in it yeah thank you very much for having me I've very much enjoyed it and um, yeah hope it's hope it's good to listen to yeah it's been a great show uh, Paul uh, and uh, it's always great talking uh, all things all for Red Devils yeah, great to have Tom on as well. It's always a pleasure to speak to him in the in the various press rooms when we see him, friendly face, and he's always got good things to say about Salford, and I enjoy reading his, his, his stuff in the evening news, and uh, no, I think he's a credit to the sport, and great to have him on, and hopefully we can have him on again. Would you come on yeah, again, Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Love to. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. 
Brilliant. So big thanks to you this week's uh, Devil in Detail. Don't forget to tune in on the other the other podcast, the, the full-length version, where we talk all things Soul Red Devils. I've been Rob Parkson. You find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail, SRD. You find us on Twitter, at DITD, SRD. And you find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.